another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. Okay. <laughs> we are very excited for you to tune in to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. Um, you want to explain that? What, that we... <laughs> well, oh, what I'd say? Yeah. I don't know. I just was like, let me, um, let me try something different. Let me, um, experiment this week. Okay, and that's what you came up with. That's cool. Um, so <laughs> Eric says, uh, "Sergeant, firm as hell." Absolutely. That's um, <laughs> that's Colonel Sabria to the rest of us. Josie and the pussy cats. No time. <laughs> Why was you singing with um? So much soul. <laughs> oh, no. That's how they were. That's how they sound to me on a cartoon. <laughs> well, how was your week? My week. <laughs> it was good. I don't know why I did it. It was good. Um, you know. I was say, yeah, what happened? Why was what was the sneaky laugh like for? <laughs> Nothing. It was it was um, you know, I was working, uh working now last week very proud of myself i did five days and this week oh no that's right oh baby i gotta catch up on some sleep <laughs> but i did it today that's good Thank that's you. good i have a couch now yes um, and i'm gonna take a bite out of it <laughs> please don't nibble on my couch but it does look delicious it, it looks does. like it's like a very rich color it looks like a, a piece of cake yeah. Like really, really like cake with you, but oh, I know I'm gonna taste the cocoa in it. Yeah. Like I'm gonna taste the like the chocolate, the ground chocolate. I, I wanted to take a bite. Take yes, a bite. I'm so happy, and um, I know it's gonna be an issue because like I, we got like a chase couch, so you can put your feet up, and I'm gonna want that spot every time, and I know that's <laughs> not right. I know that's not right, especially if you got company <laughs> over. You gotta let them put their feet up. It's only like one chase, and I'm like that's like. I feel like I don't need to sit anywhere else as long as I can sit there. I'm like, True. I'm like damn. And I'm going to want to kick my feet up once. I, Sabria, I already know. As soon as I saw next of uh, thought about you, I'm like, damn. I know Sabria kind of <laughs> need to lay down. I just <laughs> like it. She needs to. I don't know why, y'all. I don't know if I ever said this on here, but for some reason, I cannot sit up straight. For some reason. For some reason. I don't know what it is. My body. Hmm. Sometimes my mom like, yo, you laying down? I'm like, yeah, I like I didn't even know that I was laying down. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. When you over, I you know what it is, but like I just love it so much. It's so great. What else happened to me? Um, I was out all weekend. I went to my college homecoming. I just it was a lot. I had a really great time. I was so happy to see some people, but when I tell you, like coming out after like the pandemic, it really has hitting me hard. Like I've never actually been, I've always been more introverted and I hate crowds. So now it's like, I'm even more sensitive to crowds. Like I simultaneously want to be around people, but then as soon as I get around people, I'm like, I just don't like this. I want to go home. And like, mm -hmm. I feel like I just need 17 hours of sleep. Yeah. You know what? That's probably also why I was very tired today and yesterday because with my job, excuse me i'm like my job i'm like the host so i let people in the section and so i have a uh like it's an ipod but it like shows uh, you scan tickets and it shows you how many people come in and one night like over 300 people came in oh no 
Yeah, but not had to say I didn't notice it because it was like very it was like, like trickling through. Yeah, trickling through. Yeah, but like the fact that I've seen that many people in one night, plus the people that work there, I'm like, oh my well. gosh! And then think about this: our last two years, um, for me, for you, like we've been living through social media. Who do we follow? Mostly like black women or black content creators. You know, it's like, that's my world. My world is very like black and cool and eccentric and everyone's like there. Then you go outside and you see all these fucking white people. Yeah. And I'm like, like, ah, like this is scary. Like (laughs) spooky season is upon us. It's definitely a shock to the system. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, where are the people on the internet? That's just how I feel. Like, where do people like, <laughs> the internet at? Right? Like, I know I make fun of people on the internet for being so annoying, but I'm like, it's so many, it's such some easy accessibility to such cool people that you would never have access to, like, if you, you know, didn't have it. I feel like I see that the benefit there. Like, so many people I met, and I'm like, none of us live in the same city or state. Yeah. But like, because if you look around, most of us in our city and state, it'd be predominantly just either white people or just people we don't vibe with. Mm-hmm. And I felt very disconnected and out of place. And I was just was like, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where to be outside. Like, I just know I'll be wanting to socialize, <laughs> but the people I want to socialize with are on Twitter. I agree. So that's really wild to think about. But um, yeah, let's get into our faith for this week. Shout out to one of our listeners um, who suggested this faith for our faith for movie monsters. Yeah, and I have a listener. Um, their handle is Beyonce's Lamp. <laughs> um, and their um their at is just underscore jur J-U-S-S-T underscore J. E-R, thank you for this suggestion. Beyonce's lamp is a genius name. <laughs> that Love is it. so funny. Love it. So I'm going to <laughs> top it off. Go first. If you will. Um, so no surprise with who the people, the people, the monsters that I chose. Okay. So I'm going to start from... I keep on wanting to tell y'all I'm starting from the bottom of my list, but why do y'all care? Um, so the first one I'm going to say is Babadook. I freaking love the Babadook. Like, he looks insane, first of all. Did you, did you see that movie, Iman? Yes, scary as shit. <laughs> yeah, so he looks insane. Um, and he just was, like, terrorizing this single mother and her kid that was just um i mean i feel like with or without the babadook the kid was gonna be unhinged he was hell (laughs) hell. and i felt like that woman like what did she she did not deserve she was trying so hard that movie made me not want to be a mother (laughs) that what that that movie was wild that's to me that's that's how i feel being a dog owner like when she was like (laughs) um why can't you be normal and then like he just screamed that's literally my life as a dog owner. But he was anyway, so embarrassing, so embarrassing, so inappropriate. <laughs> but the Babadook. Um, also, I like the fact that the Babadook didn't say anything. Also, it kind of looked like he wanted to be friendly, but he was just so terrifying. Um, also, I just like <laughs> like imagine like trying to be like, hey guys, like I'm gonna be your friend, and like you look like that, I'm like sorry, he's like baby. eight feet, eight feet tall. 
the hat, like a hunt in his back, like hell no. in his back, like black and white grayscale, <laughs> like terrifying. And haven't been making the friendliest of entrance entrances, you know, Just like the way he would appear was always violent. Exactly. So, um, also I thought that was just such a new and like fresh story for some reason. Like after I watched that movie, I was like, oh, I want to see more movies like this. So yeah, definitely obsessed with uh Bob Duke as a monster. Great. Um, the third one I am going to say. Um, wait, the be- third one? I thought I'm the third one. one. Sorry, sorry, I'm reading my be- list upside down. I said, wait a minute, Bob Duke. Who else? <laughs> the second- <laughs> <laughs> the second one, Tiffany Valentine. Nobody should be surprised. Um, uh, excuse me for the bride of Chucky. First of all, um, I love how obsessed with romance she is, but also she's unhinged. <laughs> um, and <laughs> me. And I feel like she just is so misunderstood and like she really want to be on a straight and narrow but like you know she just can't she just can't be you know on a straight and narrow for some reason also i just love the that i'm like i mean obviously everybody know that i'm obsessed with like them like monsters and stuff like that and like seeing even though i was definitely terrified of her as a child um like, I just love the fact that they had this, like, very cool chick, like, very pretty, I don't know why I said pretty like that, but pretty, like, femme, uh, scary, uh, serial killer, basically. Um, but and yeah. again, like, all, like, femme serial killers, they be having, like, right, the good, like, <laughs> exactly. they don't be all the way wrong, if that makes good sense. Good for her. Yeah, um, it makes sense. Exactly. Um, speaking of good for her, that's like a thing that people have been saying in like the horror genre. If you have any suggestions for good for her movies, um, please suggest them. Good so what's her. a good for her movie? Like Gone Girl? Yes, in Midsummer. Oh, yeah, good um, for her. Good for yeah. her. <laughs> so please suggest us some good for her um films or shows or something like that. Cause we both like that genre. Um the third, this is actually the third one. Um, so this monster, um, I, so this monster grew on me, this, this movie monster grew on me because when I was younger, I thought they were born, didn't really care for them. But then a few years ago, I watched, um, a Halloween marathon on AMC. They have it every year. They show every Halloween movie. Um and yeah, I used to do that. I used to watch that when I was a kid, like in middle school, come home from Halloween, especially when Halloween was on like a Thursday. Exactly. Watch that. So they play uh, they play every Halloween, like Michael Myers movies. Um, and they played the remakes, um, the Rob Zombie remakes. And I happened to fall in love with Michael Myers. Um <laughs> yeah, you should definitely frame it in a different way. It's like but like <laughs> I just was like, first of all, the way that he terrorizes Jamie Lee Curtis, hilarious. Sorry. It's just, I'm, I'm <laughs> over it. It's so long, so drawn out. Um, also, the fact that he doesn't say anything. Um, and he, for some reason, is quick on his feet. Um, nobody hears I him coming. I hate that. 
Nobody hears him coming. Quick on his feet. He do what he do. Strong as all get out. Strong as all get out. That nigga be going through ceilings, laying right on his feet. And cannot die. Um, Worth a damn. Cannot die worth a damn. He's always surviving. Um, (laughs) So, and just, yeah, he's literally just surviving on pure insanity. Like, nobody... Like, he is not very, he's not actually supernatural. He's just insane. Um, and for that reason, he cannot die. Um. <laughs> um, so, that, that, to me, that is just so annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is annoying. <laughs> but annoying. Watching, but watching the Halloween movies, I was like, okay, like, I kind of, like, you know, fuck with it. Um, also, like, the first Halloween, like, the original, um, he well, everybody well, not everybody, but like he was a um, he was a killer since he was a kid, and like that like shot, like of him wearing like a clown costume, like the knife in his hand. I was like, yo, this is sick as hell. But yeah, uh, Michael Myers, I've grown to like him. Um, um, did we talk about how we might have when we went to go see Candyman? They showed the like. Michael Myers, like, trailer for the newest one coming out. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And Jamie Lynn was like, it's time to end this once and <laughs> for all. And we was just like, really, sis? Yeah, this you should have been <laughs> ended it, sweetheart. Like, it's, it's gone on for way too long. So many people died already. Like, you been chasing his ass since the 80s. <laughs> since the eight, wait, is it the 80s or the 70s? If it's the 70s, I swear to God. Like, my I thing is, like, is. now I'm. Because I'm watching. I said I'm watching, but I'm watching um, Halloween um, on Halloween. Actually, it's on my list. It was since the 70s, 1978. They have been going at it. Yes. They've been going at 78 now in 2021. I've had it. Now you ended. Yeah, it's a little too late for that. But and I I doubt that you'll end it. I really do. I don't. I do too. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but it's just not going to happen. I would like to see you try. But like to see it. The last one probably comes as no surprise, Freddy Hooker. Um, Freddy Hooker is hilarious. Um oh, I hate him. He is he hilarious. I feel like you probably hate him because you love sleeping. That's true. But and I, I think that's on that's that's off limits. Sleep. The way me and him will be going toe to toe, bar for bar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. he would hate me. You and Ryan. Oh, I'm staying up. Period. Not me. I'm a goner. <laughs> I'm staying up. Bar Not for bar. Me. The only thing is, I feel like if there's anybody who's going to beat Freddie, it would be me because that's how much I don't play about getting some rest. <laughs> True. You would get so mad. You wear his ass out. But yeah, he is just so charismatic. Um. <laughs> huh? Just some of the stuff like he say, like it's just the one liners just be. I said the one liners. Ooh, the nerd in me jumped out. But the uh, <laughs> like the one. <laughs> ooh, sorry. Like the one liners and stuff be like killing me. Like he really be also like I watched. I said this before. I watched a two hour Nightmare on Elm Street documentary um, about like every movie. Um, the first Freddy Krueger movie I saw, I was. Ter- see i think also is like freddy cougar as a monster is very nostalgic for me because that's like one of one of the first horror movies i watched that my mom forced me to watch um and 
it was a new, it was Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. So it wasn't like Nightmare on Elm Street. It was A New Nightmare. That one came out in, it came out in the 90s. Um, and that one, I feel like till this day, that is honestly one of the scariest because like the, so like Nightmare on Elm Street was scary. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was camp and like 3 was campy. Four was campy. I think there's a five. So they started getting like campy and then like West Craven, a new nightmare. That shit was terrifying. Again, once again, another single mom trying to raise her kid. Freddie Cougar terrorizing her. Girl hates uh, single moms. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. That's for sure. For sure. But she was giving that nigga a run for his money. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was that movie terrified me. And sometimes I like like I said, I don't get scared. Um, and I be want like missing like that feeling. And like when I think about like the a new nightmare, I just remember like how scared I was, like sleeping with the lights on one and sleeping in my mom room, like just scared shitless. And I'm like, yeah, it's like very nostalgic to me. Also, honorable mention mention, I would say, um, leprechaun um because he definitely is funny and that's one that i was terrified of up until probably like college and then i was like oh i can't fuck with him like so <laughs> there was one time i watched leprechaun and um you know ice t was in that movie and yes leprechaun in the hood, <laughs> leprechaun in the hood and ice t was in a movie and ice t was like looking for the leprechaun leprechaun was like you hear like the footsteps and like see a shadow then he'll turn and be gone and then finally he got it and he was like ha got your ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like ha got your ass that shit was so funny to me me and my best friend at the time would always be like Seventh grade. Ha! Got your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? Leprechaun had them niggas tweaking, okay? <laughs> he really had them niggas tweaking. So, that was four? That was four in an audible mention. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie When Darkness Falls. Yeah, Iman. That movie had that shit scared me so bad when I was a kid. Like chills. I got. I actually got that on my Halloween uh, watch list this year. Oh my god, maybe we can watch that together because like, I haven't yes. seen that in a while. But yeah. that's some other shit where it's like conditions to stay alive. Yes, like, sleep. you can't be in the dark and you're sleep. And it's the Tooth Fairy. So they took something that was that children were excited about. We all had positive relationships with the Tooth Fairy, and they made it negative. So pretty much, it's this Tooth Fairy where. You know, you when you sleep, you put your tooth under your pillow, and then you know the tooth fairy gives you a dollar. But if you wake up and you see the tooth fairy's face, the tooth fairy doesn't like her face because of some shit that happened to her when she was like a child. Then you're gonna get haunted every time it's dark. So in order to survive, you had to stay in light. So it was this one character who always had flashlights and batteries on him because his mom was killed for it by the tooth fairy, essentially. And not trying to be funny, who you want to tell that to? Like, you go tell your therapist, yeah, no, no, no. Actually, I can't be in the dark because the tooth fairy trying to kill me. That's another thing I like. When you, like, when shit's so scary that when you try to tell other people, you like, it's just no way they're going to believe me. It's no way. I wouldn't believe a person who said this, so. I be believing people. 
I'm not because you really fucking do. I be believe. I feel like he's like too fair. You be like so like weird. Like what's going? on? We gonna get to the bottom of this. Like like looking for an exit. I'm like that's what happened. Oh that's cool. Um, but yeah, that shit was crazy. I think Pennywise is petrifying. Yes, he is petrifying, especially with them sharp ass teeth. Like I I feel like Pennywise makes my skin crawl because I feel like this thing looks like it will bite so hard. (laughs) So oh, you talking about the remake Pennywise and No, but even the old Pennywise has sharp teeth. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying which which one you think is scarier? I think the original scarier for some reason. You probably because he kind of looked like from a distance, he looked friendly. He, he, I think he really takes on the role. I feel like the Pennywise, um, now he's just crazy animated. <laughs> like he's just crazy. That's what's wrong with him. Like he got something wrong with him. Where I feel like the the other it is pure evil. Really takes pride in like bothering kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like yeah. this Pennywise so kooky, he can't control control himself like the new one. But the old one is just evil, and he's a child hunter. And like I remember, I didn't know what it was, and guess who was watching it? My little brother Lenny, who was ten years younger than me. So I know <laughs> I'm like in high school. No, he had to be like five or six years old. He was obsessed with scary movies, and my mom let him watch it. Um, and like I saw that, and I'm like, this is so sick and scary like i hate pennywise so he's he's the freak um he is he is um, so scary i'm also going to go with the uh the monster from mama i don't know if you guys saw the movie shouts to sabria for reminding me that i love this movie so mama is about two girls two little girls who were pretty much brought up in the wild um so they're technically feral children but um the, uh, no one knew, but a spirit was keeping them alive. A spirit known as Mama. And I think that what happened to this, she was like a witch at some point or a woman and she got thrown into like a river with her child. So she really, really held on to these like little girls that she saved to the point where when they were rescued and brought like into like civilization and stuff, she continued to like raise hell again to the stepmom. The stepmom got like hell and she was like trying to get the little girls back but when you look at this thing's face it's menacing because it's so distorted and i'm just like see there is not much that like you know can make my stomach like jump i know believe it or not but when i saw this thing's figure face yeah I felt like I was going to have to like go to the bathroom i was scared shitless like whoa this is so crazy so Mama's definitely so scary. Also, final for me is going to be uh, the movie Devil. If y'all oh, ever yeah. seen the movie Devil, that you know, something that scared me as an adult. Yeah, that scared me as an adult to the point where. So I probably talked about this before because this movie really was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. If you really want to scare yourself crazy, this is what you watch. Yes. It was one of those movies where they say shit like, have you ever witnessed like the toast fall on like the, the jelly side or Child. fall on the sauce side? That's an indicator that the devil's around. I think about Don't that every day. Don't do stuff like that. Don't make me start to apply like weird situations to like, oh, the devil's here. Like that, I don't really play like that. So it was really scary to me. But when the big reveal was, I don't want to ruin this movie for anyone. When the big reveal happened, um, what they portrayed the devil to be, 
was honestly like I can't I feel like it's one of those things where if I was in that situation and I witnessed that, you know, rendition of the devil to my face, I would have died on the spot. Like my whole body would have went cold and I would have just fell down. Like that's how some, how scary some things are to me. That's that. Um, honorable mention, Annabelle. Good for her. You know, <laughs> good for her. Also, Endaconda. I know it's not technically a monster, but I was, I was very scared about running into an Endaconda in North Philly when I was a child because of that movie. I just no, that scared. movie was scary. I feel like, why did we all watch Endaconda in Rush Hour so much? I don't know. Black parents was like, okay. It's like, it's like, I guess it was like a healthy amount of action without it being like inappropriate. I don't know. <laughs> I I, look, I it had J-Lo it. in it. And Ice Cube. I mean, when, when no, and LL Cool J? No, it was Ice Cube, wasn't it? I thought it was LL Cool J. <laughs> Let's look it up. They both, I, they, I think they both was in it. I'm about to say, come on, two black men in one movie. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ice Cube was in it. What was Ella Cool J in? <laughs> Girl, you just be throwing any black man in any spot. I said Ella Cool J. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. <laughs> I feel like they rotate LL Cool J, Ice Cube, Shamar Moore. No. They just up like I'm tripping. They well, no. <laughs> I gotta look at LL Cool J movies because I feel crazy. <laughs> Oh, Cool J probably was in like the, is it Deep Blue something? That's what it is, Iman. He was in water. I knew he was in water. Just stop while you were here. Just quit. Deep Blue Sea. That's what it was. <laughs> she tells me it was in the same movie. I said, ha. <laughs> you said two black men. In the... You was right. Come on. Come on. Let's... <laughs> they like, you get one. Not a black <laughs> not a black man and a black woman. You get a black man or a black woman and that is that's all we can do for you. Period. Um, so let's get in to Toast for Assist. This week, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Kristen, a.k.a. Wandering Black Girl on social. I just see that she's doing so many amazing things. Um, fun fact, we actually share the same full-time job. And she recently uh, ran this meeting for like, it's like an internal Black resources, Black employee resource group. So it's an empowerment group, and she's just doing such big things. Like her name is really ringing bells within the company, and she's like put her money where her mouth is, making it a better space and experience for Black people. And I just know that she's very much like focused in every aspect of her life on how she can empower other Black women. And I just love people like that. I really yes, do. Yes, and I love I'm her. so happy to have met her. Yes, that's our girl. We literally was out eating, you know, pizza and stuff mm-hmm. the other night. We had such a good time. That was like one of my favorite nights of the summer. So shout that out to my girl. Also, let's get into tea time. So first up, TV dinner. This week, um, I'm still finishing Squid Game. So hopefully by next week, we can have a Squid Game recap, you know. But for <laughs> this week, and I love it. I love, I love death game uh shows and movies hunger games stuff like that um but this week we decided to just lean into spooky season a little bit more and talk about how excellent disney channel original original horror movies were like we all know that they just they're not doing i don't even know if disney is still making original movies 
on the channel anymore. I don't know. But those movies used to go crazy. Oh, yeah, The Descendants. That's the original. Okay, and I know that was pretty big, too. Other than that, I can't think. But, um, like, back in the day? Yeah, back in the day was who... Uh, it was unmatched, baby. Yes, like, under wraps. Um, Phantom you know, of the Megaplex. Halloween Town. Uh, um, Twitches, one and two. Yes. Twitches really was good. I started... I, I fell asleep on it the other day, but I was watching it. Shocker. <laughs> Why do you get so angry that I fall asleep at night? <laughs> It'd be nighttime. Only on movies. I'm like, shut it off. I can't. I I don't know how you can catch yourself <laughs> going to sleep, but I I fall asleep. I just be rocked. Like, it's no catching myself. It's no line between unconsciousness and consciousness. <laughs> it's probably because, like, when I was a kid, whenever I would fall asleep, my mom would, like, wake me up. So I started waking myself up. What? Why would she wake you up every time? If I fell asleep on a couch or something. Like as oh, a kid. Okay, yeah. That my mom wake me up. I go to bed and I fall right back to sleep again. <laughs> but yeah, Twitches is still wait, what Twitches were you watching? The first one. one? I'ma watch two at another at another time. It's still good, because I watched it last year. Yeah, it is really good. Um but uh Don't Look Under the Bed, that was another really great look, one. Yes, with oh yeah, Don't Look Under the Bed. That was with the uh the black eye. I yes, watched it. I watched Larry. it. Um, yeah, I watched that uh, last year. I was like, oh, this is really good. Did um, we watch that together? I don't know. I watched that too recently, and I was like shocked at how great it was. But that is also another movie where um I don't like when there's something making somebody look crazy, and he was kind of doing it to the main character. He was making her look crazy. Like, the time he made a mess in the kitchen and Oh, stuff, my gosh. That gave me so much anxiety. That stressed me out, because, like, I really hate taking blame for stuff that I didn't do. So, I'm like, how, <laughs> how did you, like, why would you put her in that situation? And then he had, like, her little brother. <laughs> yeah, he was putting her through hell. I got to watch Phantom of the Megaplex again because yeah, I, haven't, I haven't watched that in years. I have on my list this year. I was supposed to watch it days ago, but um, my mom's got a date with a vampire. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, what else? Another one. You know Halloween what? Town. Halloween Town. I watched Halloween Town last year. First of all, the makeup, the set design in Halloween Town... They ain't doing it like that no more. The it music. Was, the mu- Everything was so good. We it was t- so good. We probably talked about this last um, time at some point, but I still can't stand a mom for not wanting to be a witch. Yeah, that was corny. Like, you want, like you act like what you was doing was any better? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was you doing? <laughs> Nothing. No. And also, I don't, uh, I didn't like that one character that was being real bad and was like, um, <laughs> sorry. I hate the one character that was being real bad and like he kind of got them in a the pickle. And then at the end, he like, he like saved the day and be like, I'm so, you know, I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm changed. I'm like, get out my face. Like, <laughs> I hate when they forgive the person who was just being bad and now he decides they want to be on their team. I'm like, the grudge holder in me is just like, fuck out of here. Go yeah. to hell. Like, we could have You died. really had my grand, almost got my grandma fucking <laughs> murked. You think I was gonna forgive you for that? Like, get out of here! I don't care what spell you was under. <laughs> Trip 
happened? I think he did it all because he didn't want to be a warlock. He wanted to look like a normal boy. Oh, yeah, for a oh. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you almost killed my grandma because you wanted to, you didn't want to look the way you do. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's just not a good enough reason. That's so, that annoys me because like, I said, that annoys me. But that's like, <laughs> Twitches was, um... Twitches was kind of the same way. I, know. Like, I remember something about the brother, right? Yeah, like people being ashamed of their like magical heritage. I'm like, listen, what do y'all have going for y'all besides magic? I know. And Nothing. I'm like, people want to be human till it's time to be human. Exactly. I want to be human so bad. It's like nothing to do here. Like you can like jump through like windows and like, I said windows. Why am I so passionate? But like you could jump through walls and stuff like that. And it's like, you want to be like a regular regular Joe Schmo. Like go to hell. I can't. Um, I'm not. I also, refuse to feel sorry for them. So controversial opinion. Well, is this not a Disney original? Is it Hocus Pocus? Is it? No, it's not a Disney original, but that's still, we can still talk about it's it. It's still a Disney movie. So my controversial opinion is it I, it never resonated with me. Oh, wow. Um, definitely disagree. Very shocking, I know, to people. Maybe I got to give it a whirl again. Maybe you got to watch it with me. Because I felt like I never watched it alone. Seriously. Growing up, that was the excitement of... I watched it a lot for some reason in school. But I never really watched Hocus Pocus alone. It was always in school. And I think the first time I watched it, I didn't know what was going on. And I was just like hooked. Because I'm like, oh shit, witches. But yeah, Yeah. it was was really good to me. So yeah, I would say you got to... Don't stop. Don't stop trying trying with that movie, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I just, it didn't, um, I didn't like it. Um, probably also because I don't like the merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like, that they... <laughs> so, so when you was a kid, you just was like, nope, the merch is just not No, as an adult, that's how I feel about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like the Hocus, it's two types of people who like Halloween. It's the Hocus Pocus group, and it's the, like, actual gore, blood. And, like, I think you are, and we know which party you're in. And then there's the people who just want to wear spider scrunchies. And I feel like that's who Hocus Pocus merch, aka me. So true. It's like like candy corn type of folks versus, like, the, you know, blood and guts. Yeah, because I have a Freddy Cougar um, flannel. So. Yeah, see, it's like, I feel like the Hocus Pocus posse is really out here wearing, like, the purple and black, like, striped stockings with, like, a black so tutu, true. sparkly tutu. So true. Um, and I definitely was, like, I like Halloween in that way, like, a very wholesome, not too scary, like, spooky type of way. <laughs> so I think that's why Hocus Pocus may not be resonating. That's true. Like, he's like... Don't look under the bed was scared. Like when I was a kid, that movie scared the shit out of me. Like he looked so scary. And even to this day, like that makeup is terrifying. It was some um, contacts, the long nails, like please. So the way scary. he was moving. Also, I love the fact that um the concept of that movie was like if you um <laughs> if you stop believing in your imaginary friend, they're gonna turn into a monster. Period. Yeah. So don't stop. Exactly. Keep believing. Oh my goodness. So excuse me. That was beautiful. Let's get into the rest of tea time. House of Dragons. 
So for the Game of Thrones folks, the prequel, House of Dragons, um, the first trailer released today, HBO um, Max, like dropped it. And it pretty much was talking about before all that shit, before Ned Stark, before, you know, the the Lannisters, before Jon Snow, all of them, they're ruled a whole nother world. And honestly, I feel like Game of Thrones did such a great job of reminding us that the Lannisters were not the original people to rule the Seven Kingdoms. Like, I think they really did a good job of getting us to see that and wonder, like, who owned it before. I think nobody really liked the Lannisters. They were scared of them. They were afraid of them um, yeah. because they had to be. But, like, they they didn't, like, I feel like Khaleesi's people were more loyal to her. John's people were more loyal to him in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And nobody was loyal to the Lannisters despite them having more ownership, right? So, I feel like this is exciting to now learn about the House of the Dragon. Because it's like you're, they built these people up without us really seeing anybody other than like Daenerys and like her brother. So I'm like, yes, I want to see everybody with blonde lace fronts. <laughs> yeah. Also, like shout out to the black guy with the blonde locks. <laughs> I don't know what his story is, but I'm on his side. <laughs> Absolutely rooting for him. I was pleasantly shocked today when I saw that. I had no clue um, that was in store. Me neither. No, I think somebody might have talked about it, but you notice the um, I forget her name, the person who plays Daenerys, nowhere to be found. I really think all the people who participated for the most part in Game of Thrones are like, please leave me the hell alone. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Amelia no. Clark, Amelia Clark, yeah, because the last season just was so turb. <laughs> somebody was like, This is like when your ex that let you down comes back, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> That's how I, feel. <laughs> I know I talk shit, but I still I'm gonna watch this. Like I miss that excitement that came from Game of Thrones. Me too. I really do miss it. Um, like when I threw my when I snatched my wig off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that we was going through hell, hell during that episode. Uh, like the army versus the dead. First of all, Game of Thrones has given us such intense battles, but I knew with that being one of the final battles, it was going to be more intense than anything had ever been. And I'm just like, how do mm-hmm. you get more intense? Like, I just didn't get it. But the, I think that that was the only great thing that came from that season. Though that that kill from Arya, wowzers. Little Shay Shay, oh my gosh. The fact I'm that sleeping. you call Arya Little Shay Shay is <laughs> literally so hilarious to me. She's snapped. She really did, but I can't wait. I miss dragons. I miss those accents. I miss um, not knowing the characters' names and just watching the show. (laughs) Oh, so there's, you know, my favorite podcast for Game of Thrones related content. Oysters, Oysters, clams, clams and cockles. (laughs) Love that podcast so much. It's the reason why I really understand things so in depth. Do they still make episodes, Iman? Huh? Do they still make episodes? I had I don't know to be honest. <laughs> once once the last season ended, I was like, all right, y'all. I hope y'all are doing good. You know, I'll talk to y'all later. But I'm actually going to check in because I really did like the crew. They always had. They just they stuck to the meat and the potatoes of the show. They wasn't talking about anything other than the show, the books, the theories. My favorite thing is when they would get into little arguments about it. 
Yeah, but absolutely not. John has never done anything like that. So why would he do it? Oh yeah, like, they still have episodes. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna but check in on that. Dang, they fast. It's a House of the Dragon trailer teaser. <laughs> Damn. They don't play. They do not play. I gotta find out the, the zodiac sign of like um the like the lead. They have like more of a like a lead host, like somebody to kind of like run them through, like the different uh advertisements and stuff like that i have to find out his sign because i'm guess it's given very much virgo i'm gonna say i'll be on that job yeah. but we'll report back <laughs> um but yeah like you said pleasant surprise yeah i i still have to listen to it um because like i said watch the show for years literally watch it like when it first came on did i know half of the cast absolutely not no, me neither. It took a while for things to start. Like, cause I was watching it, like Breaking Bad. I'm like, I don't get this. And I turned it off. Then I turned it back on. And I was like, hubba hubba. What's you, happening? Uh, because I bullied you to watch it. I appreciate it. I wanted you to watch it so bad, Iman. Yeah, like, but when I suggest shows, you just don't watch them. But that's okay. Oh um, my gosh, I still had to watch Clickbait, actually. Actually, yeah, I know. Every single show I ever suggested to Bri, she never watched. But I always watch the shows she suggests to me. Yes, I have. And I'm trying to think. I have watched. You haven't, and it's all right. I watch movies. It's not the same. Come on, bro. You're busting my balls. <laughs> Summer Walker. Summer Walker announces her second album. So listen to this headline from The Fader. This is so cheap. <laughs> Summer Walker announces second album after being declined entry to BT Hip Hop Awards. No. What does that mean? <laughs> after being barred from the awards due to COVID restrictions, Summer Walker announced the follow-up to 2019's Over It. Summer Walker has announced her long-awaited sophomore album in a truly bizarre fashion. In a video posted on Twitter, Walker explains that she was barred, has been barred entry to the 2021 BT Awards due to COVID restrictions and that she is planning on using a red carpet to make an announcement of her follow-up to 2019's Over It. It's fine, she says in the clip. It's all love, BT. BT so loves me. I still love BT. The camera pans zooming in on a building on which the messaging is projected. Summer Walker's album number two is coming in November. So despite that very awkward, like I would have just been like, she said her new album was coming out. <laughs> Why they had to say she was barred from the hip hop um, awards? Come on now. <laughs> like I'll put her on a spot like that. That was but extra. That was very much extra. Um, But I am excited because we all know but despite any feelings you have about Summer Walker, when she get in that studio, it's that crack music, okay? <laughs> that is that crack music. And she, she's talented. She's just so talented. She has a beautiful voice. I'm just so excited. Over it was such a really cool and original project. And I like the fact that she said still over it because I feel like she really is still over it. Like, I, I just was about face. to say that too, Iman. I, first of all, I love my artists do that, like continue stuff. Yeah, like college um, dropout, graduation, yep. early registration, graduation, like when Kanye was doing that at the beginning. Yes, I love that. I'm a big fan. <laughs> 
I'm so excited. I love that teaser she did with JT, uh, where she was kind of like dressed up in that same like do-rag, yes. hoop earrings, the top. And then she was just like on the phone telling a story. And she's like, yeah, girl, because I'm on probation. And on the other line, you see JT. The scene is that she's in the jail and she goes, you better stop, girl, before you end, in here, end up in here like me. Also, um, I love that JT was, um, her outfit, she was in prison with a waist trainer. <laughs> and she's in prison with her like edges <laughs> with, with the with the most laid wig you've ever seen <laughs> mood <laughs> her so no i just it's just really cool to see like um the girl oh i was say you can see the girls get together and just be urban <laughs> <laughs> what i <laughs> like that's what i feel like it's happening like nobody's afraid everyone's just being urban you know <laughs> Period. All right. So the game is being revived again. So of course, like the original game was around, you know, that's when Tia was doing her thing as Melanie. And then the next round of the game, it was revived again on BT. That's where that's that season where you get the guy who played Lawrence from Insecure. You get um Jay Ellis is his name. I'm sorry. You get Lauren <laughs> London, um, Brandy, a bunch of different people like that. So Paramount also, Paramount Plus also released a trailer today uh, showing that the game is coming back. And Tasha Mack will be there. Malik, who plays her son or, or Pooch. What's his name? Pooch Hall. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool to like see them come back and make appearances. It does look a lot more well done. Like I feel like it that's do. the thing with the game. Like each time it's revived, it looks like more like the first time it was like sitcom mode. The second time it looked a little bit more like modern, and then this time I feel like it has the the look of like uh, that show that The Rock was on on HBO. What's it called? Um, The Rock was on it. Oh, Billions. Yeah, Billions. I feel like it kind of has that same type of style to it. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. This could work. I don't have Paramount Plus, but I hope I can uh, watch this. What the hell is with it? Why? Are we, I said, why are they everything? Well, yeah, why is stuff on Paramount Plus? Come on, Here's man. the thing. we They trying to make us get it. And if you keep paying for 18 million subscriptions, then you might as well go get cable. Right, at this point. I know, because now I want everything. Okay, I could oh, get Paramount Plus, me. though, since you Sorry. have every other app. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> I can do that, Sabrina. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could pull my own weight in this home. I don't pay for a single subscription, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm complaining. <laughs> I said, at this point, you might as well <laughs> Whatever, I'm going to get Paramount Plus, I promise. Um, are you alert? I'm excited to see. I feel like it could surprise me, but I'm also like, uh, all right. I said, I, I think I will watch it. I think I would, especially like if you watch it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it'd just be good to watch a show. As long as it's well done, I'll watch it. Um, but I didn't like, I was okay with where the game left off, but it's good that, you know, everybody's working again and like, it could be good. Tia, mm-hmm. Maori. Um, went on TikTok and was answering like some popular questions. Um, she said no to a sister sister revival. She said no to having more children, and she said no to joining the game. I felt like her face looked kind of shady when she said it, but I don't know. I could be wrong. 
I mean, I feel like it was really no need for her. Yeah. Melanie was why I watched, though. I ain't gonna lie. From the beginning, I really just like seeing... Yeah, because that's who we knew. And I like seeing her be grown because she was, like, only doing childish... Not... Yeah, childish, like, kind of roles and age-appropriate roles. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was always, like, a twitches type of thing. And I'm like, no, yeah, I, wanna, yeah. I like seeing her be like grown and dressed the way she was dressing and stuff. Yeah, so, she really was getting grown on her. Her and Derwin. What a name. Shut <laughs> Derwin. I love that show. So good. I know you really do. You be but I think the only I had resentment to that towards that show because my mom used to force me to watch it. My mom and don't even know what the game is. <laughs> that was her show. I definitely remember it just being such a huge deal when I was like seventh or eighth grade. Like, what was going on with Derwin and Melanie? That was huge. <laughs> so true. People really was coming to school to talk about it. Like, they knew them. Mm-hmm. No, when those when when Derwin cheated, everybody was mad at him. Yeah, everybody was so mad at him. Yeah, yeah for sure. Show. But I feel like this show does a great job of talking about like some of the issues that still stand in relationships too. Mm-hmm. So and from different angles, like Tasha Mack being this powerful woman having issues. Um, then we got what's her name, Kelly, being super pick me ish and still having problems. Mm-hmm. And then you have like Melanie trying to balance and still having issues. So it's just like, oh, essentially, you won't always have an issue. Ha <laughs> ha. But that's the truth. Yep. Also, like the um the name of the show is like a double entendre because it's like yeah, yeah. the game and it's like the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a double entendre. Um, I love it. I'm just so happy that Jason is not in there. He was just miserable. Oh yeah, the cheap one. She was he was not only cheap, he was a terrible husband. Like he, when he caused Kelly to have an anxiety attack from exhaustion and stuff, I wanted her to leave his ass right then and there. But I also feel like that just made Kelly's uh glow up better because she she was trying to be loyal for so long. Look at me. I'm really getting into it. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Because you are every time you talk about Kelly, you be like, I'm on her side. I love Kelly, I really do. Because I feel like sometimes I love an example of how when you do everything right, but you still got to stand up for yourself, like you just can't get so comfortable in life where you don't stand up for yourself. And Kelly's story, you know, just speaks to that. So, yeah, we're gonna watch, we're gonna see what's up because y'all know we love TV, we do TV time. (sighs) So Britney Spears, thanks to all the fans, is free. The free Britney supporters um, did, were like protesting. They did not stop talking um, and getting on up, getting on Jamie Spears' ass and all the people responsible for controlling her estate, her health, her everything. Um, I do honestly believe that he might have got away with it if it wasn't for the fans. That's true. And you know what's crazy? I'm not going to lie. When people was talking about it at first, I thought that it was something they was making up. Because I'm like, how do y'all know this? How do y'all have this much information? But I'm so glad that people, you know, was def, def, ooh, sorry, definitely digging in, um, you know, their asses to get her free. Because that's insane. Like, she is a person. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And I also feel like... 
regardless of what the issue is with Britney Spears and like where her mental health is right now, her father was exploiting it. Mm -hmm. He was not trying to make it feel better. For his benefit. For his benefit. For his benefit. Um, Britney Spears wrote on Twitter, hashtag free Britney movement. I have no words because of you guys and your constant resilience and freeing me from my conservatorship. My life is now in that direction. I cried last night for two hours because my fans are the best and I know it. She says, I feel your heart and you feel mine. That much I know is true. Mm -hmm. How sweet is that? How sweet it is to be loved. I really, really do. Um, I she's love such, that. Britney Spears is such a, like, she really is America's sweetheart. Like, I have nothing bad to say about her. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she really is. And I just feel like she just want to, she just want to have fun. And I think that she gave us all that she, she's given us so much, like so she's much. She's given us years just, of content. Years of content that'll live on. She danced for so long. She dieted for so long. She toured for so long since she was a child. Just mm -hmm. let this woman be. That's how I feel. Stop. Don't be forcing her to do no more tours and stuff. That's just inhumane. Yeah. And this is why her, like, it, it made it um possible for her mental health to do what it did. Exactly. Y'all created that. Um, the way people was hounding her in 2007, plotting on her death and um, things like that. And I just feel like she just need, deserves to live a free life and just relax and make her little kooky videos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just saw, I got distracted looking at this other story. Drew Barrymore we all supported Lucy Liu during flat with Bill Murray on Charlie's Angels set. So wait, Lucy Liu and Bill Murray had a blow up? What the hell? I mean, I'm not surprised, but... So Drew Barrymore shared recollections about making the film, which she also produced, and bonds she shared with the co-stars, you know, Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz, who remained close friends. It led to her revealing how she reached out to Lucy Liu in July after Liu confirmed the blow-up in a Los Angeles Times interview. Let me see what no, she said. I'm, I'm so nosy. I'm like, what happened? Why? He probably was being racist. So apparently he would be moody. He give me moody. Like a lot of comedians give me moody. He definitely Bill Murray because he he moody in his um comedy, but I guess he just like oh that's that's Bill. It says um she was trying to work a, a scene and Bill Murray was not able to come because he had to attend some family gathering. So it was everyone else and we just made the scene more fluid. I wish I had more to do with it, but I didn't. I don't know. This is crazy. As we're doing a scene, Bill sort of uh, starts to sort of hurl insults, and I won't get into specifics, but it kept going on and on. I was like, wow, he seems like he's looking straight at me. I couldn't believe the comments would be coming towards me because what do I have to do with anything majorly important at the time? I literally do the look around shoulder thing like, who is he talking to behind me? 
I say, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? And clearly he was because it started to become one-on-one -on -one communication. Then she says, she says, some of the language was inexcusable and unacceptable and I was not going to just sit there and take it. So yes, I stood up for myself and I don't regret it because no matter how long, how low in the totem pole you may be or whatever you come, wherever you come from, there's no need to be to condescend or put others down. And I would not stand for it. Hell yeah. She says, look, I will, she's, so Murray gave his version of what happened <laughs> to Murray. the London Times. Look, I will dismiss you completely if you're unprofessional and working with me. When our relationship is professional and you're not getting that done, forget it. Like what? Okay, I'm going to find out what happened later and report back. <laughs> but I definitely am on, oh my God. I'm definitely on um, Lucy Lou's side. He is a crunchy ass old man. And you could just tell that you don't need no fakes. Just look yeah. at him. I definitely went to college with people like young Bill Murray's, but I also feel like this is the shit that you have to worry about. Like, even when you are like a celebrity and stuff like that, it's always some bullshit. Like, it's always going to be some racism or somebody who thinks that like, yeah, you are, you might be like an actress in like a feature film, mm -hmm. but you still are like, like not me. Like, you're still not better than me. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Sorry about that, y'all. Oh, that scared me. Scare me too. I didn't know my computer did that every time my phone rang. Oh yeah, cause you on your iMac. I don't know how this darn thing works, but all right, let's move on into the sunken place, okay? So Ari show Ari Fletcher, right, showed up at the BET Hip Hop <coughs> World um, Awards looking fantastic, looking great. Yeah, she looks sexy as always. Hair laid, face beat, looking sexy. Lip gloss popping. And what do what do people do on social media? First thing they do is zoom into this picture of her legs. She got thick legs. Um, and you see cellulite on her legs. And people are like, she got church lady legs. She needs to do some workouts because sis leggings, sis legs look vomiting moji. She should have photoshopped her legs. And I'm just like, you know what? This is crazy, especially since last week it was uh what's her name? Young, Young baby, baby Tate. Tate. Mm -hmm. Young baby Tate uh had a norm I wanna say a normal body, but I just say like like if you think of like an average body, like I, that's what I think of. And I'm like, I don't understand why she was being criticized by who? Another woman. And then you see in these comments with Ari, who who's the primary people talking? Other women. And it's like, I, I really, for the life of me, just can't understand how one woman can bully, body shame another one when we all know that our body is going to be harshly criticized by somebody. Exactly. So do what you want, wear what you want. Like, first of all, and when you think your legs gonna look like that, my mm -hmm. legs look like that my whole life. And they my, look the fuck. They look. I felt like legs like that growing up will always be like, God damn, like she is right. Yeah. So I'm like, who are y'all? Like y'all bored? Like not to be that person, y'all bored and y'all haters and you're jealous. And if you ain't got no ass, just say that. That's how I feel. Exactly, because what you think? Like y'all want people to have big asses, flat stomachs, um, look like Beyonce, all that stuff. And like, you want all that, but you want them to be like smooth and all that stuff like that. Like, first of all, what you think is holding up that is? What I want people to do is to come down to earth, right? I want them to come 
come here to reality and realize that people and their bodies are not simply on earth to be consumed. Mm-hmm. We, have, we Our bodies are meant for other things, so many other things. But for some reason, people only want to make it as if our bodies are about like being sexy and being consumed. And I just want to say that the patriarchy snapped when they created like uh, beauty standards and stuff like that, because people are even they got even women like tripping over themselves, internalizing their own oppression, mm-hmm. believing that they should be perfect when they women themselves and they know how their bodies look, they know mm-hmm. how their mom's body looks, their sister's body looks. You've been in a locker room, you see people with di- you know different bodies, and yet and still people are yearning after something that that isn't even real mm-hmm. it's terrible it's terrible i'm so happy to see so many people like being like what y'all are sick because it's alarming to me when i see the opposite like somebody is a body shamer and i feel like the majority of social media is just like yeah she needs to lose weight it's like whoa whoa but whoa. how do you look let's see turn, oh you turn already on know the they, you're oh you know I never to say. It cut, come on let's go you already know no. they look like Iman. Let's move forward. I can't say it. It's probably so bad. I was just gonna say what I always say is that they probably look like you know a <laughs> bowl of. Okay, so my family they say somebody look like a bowl of yak, right? <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever seen yak in a bowl, you know that shit looked like it's delicious, but it looked turp. <laughs> And that's what she, they be looking like. They like a bowl of yak, and they out here talking about everybody else. Exactly. They probably look so. And also, don't get me started on the men, please. Please, please, please. All right. So, mind your body, mind your business, love your body. There we go. Love it. Seriously. Oh, I'm sorry. People gonna have something to say regardless. Exactly. Common senses, all right? So we wanted to talk about something happy this week. You know, we just wanted to be in a good mood and talking about some good things. So we were like, hmm, what's happy in the world? What do we love? We love being black. We do. Now more than ever, if you're not careful, you can feel a lot of negativity about being black. You can have a lot of stances, you know, systemic uh racism all these different types of discrimination like it's very real and it's for a lot of us we could you know experience it every day but i wouldn't trade being black for the world so what does that mean like you get all this shit for being black it seems like you're the most hated type of person you inherit all these issues yet and still somebody was like hey if i make if i weigh this wine you get to be a white person and i say nah nope i'm okay where i'm at what does like do you understand how joyful being black has to be in order to, you know, just want to stay here and embrace this? Exactly. And I'm starting to love it more as I get older. Like, oh, it's for just sure. the joy that it brings me to just be a black woman. I'm just like, I am, like, I feel so beautiful. Um, I get excited about like hair things. Um, I get excited thinking about my future offspring is the fact that they, no matter what, they will be, you know, black. I just feel so like strong, like, you know, being black. I mean, that don't mean that, um, you know, not to give into the, like the black woman, like strong black woman stereotype thing, but I just feel like just so 
I can't, um, like, I feel like everything, yes, and I feel like everything was just, like, so worth it. I mean, the only time that, the first time I felt, like, I felt alienated only when I went to school with white kids for the first time, and that was in elementary school. Yeah, 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 and I, I, I transferred elementary school, so that's why I said the first time, but I had transferred, and I was like, oh, like, the only reason I like had a qualm about like oh we're probably white is because I wanted to be treated fairly. Yeah. That was the only reason. But it's never um any reason beyond that. No, for sure. I always wanted you know, I always want to be black. Um I have had I think we all have have a self hate bubble because of well not all of, well, it could show up in different ways. From people like me and Sabria, it's like we kind of were getting shitted on by some of the black people, mm. and they were saying you talk white, you act white, this and the other. So it makes you want to go and be like, oh, well, if you say that's how I act, then maybe I won't get this much shit here. And then you go to white people, and it's thirty times worse. And it's like, oh, okay, you know. So it's like moments like that. I was, I, I didn't understand, but I always had this sense of like pride. I love black women. I thought that they were so beautiful. I always wanted to look like an Ashanti. I always wanted to look like Beyonce, Holly Berry. Always wanted to look like Ashley from um, <laughs> Fresh Prince. Like It was just all these mm. beautiful black women that I constantly see. I always wanted to look like Tyra Banks, Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they were so beautiful, like from such a young age and wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. All right. So I originally said like the first moment you knew you were black, but I would rather talk about the first moment you experienced pride in being black. Like when was it? The first time I experienced pride being black, probably when um, I remember in middle school, we would always have like African dance, um, the African dance team come mm-hmm. to our school. Um, and I remember just like seeing like, well, I was dancing, my peers and stuff was dancing and how like excited I was. Like I used to be so excited every Black History Month because I knew we was going to have an event at our school. So like for me, that was like when I first time I um experience like like oh my god this is so exciting like nobody else get to do this but like we're doing this because we're black it's a celebration of us so that made me like very excited that's why like when I went to I've always um like every school I've been to always has been like aggressively aggressive with celebrating black history month so like when I went to college it was a very it was a shock to me that it wasn't a big deal I was like uh this is weird because I'm used to it being like people bringing out like I think was it I don't know if it was black history month but I remember we had like um in high school there was like a choir that came and some I don't know if that's like history. We had a lot of really cool days like that. Yeah, but we also like our just our school, we always learned about black history and stuff. So like I was very shocked. But that was I would say that was the first time I experienced like this is so exciting. Definitely feel Mm -hmm. that. I definitely feel that. Um I think for me, I was the most proud of being black. It was like one picture day for some reason. Mm -hmm. And like me, I so and like elementary school for some reason I was friends with everybody but also not really (laughs) close to anybody you know what I mean like I could sit at any table and probably talk to people but I didn't have like a 
of like friends, like how we were in high school. I didn't have that in like middle, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was elementary school. It was like maybe second or third grade. And I can remember like my mom had like pressed my hair out into two ponytails for picture day. And then like me, it was me and all these black girls. And I just saw our hair. Uh, everybody's hair was braided and pressed and it looked so good. And every girl was being so nice to each other that day because we all felt pretty. You know, we all felt pretty. And it was a day where it was like, I really felt like everyone liked each other. And like, I think in that moment, I was just like, I'm so proud to like, you know, be this and the other. And like, we were like, all right, so I'm, if I'm Destiny's Child, like you gonna be Beyonce, <laughs> you gonna be this, you gonna be that. And I could just remember that was just like, like everything we talked about was from a black lens. Back then it wasn't no like, oh yeah, you be Christina Aguilera and I'll be Britney. No, no, no. It's like, you be Aaliyah, I'm gonna be Faith Evans. You're gonna be like Mary J. Blige. You're gonna be Tweet. You're gonna be Missy Elliott. Like that's, we lived in a purely black bubble. Yes. So I think looking back on it, probably didn't recognize in the second grade, like, wow, I'm really proud to be black. But I loved blackness. And like, I loved how, you know, how it felt. Stuff like that. So. Yes. And that's exactly why we definitely get along. Because like, even like when I went through like a minor self-play phase or whatever, um, it never was like, oh, like, I don't want to be like this here like I always wanted to be like also like it's funny because like everybody know like the music I listen to but I I always still listen to predominantly black music like that's why we can really go in the archives together and I'd be like yeah like do you remember the Access Granted episode where they did Like a Boy by Sierra on BT and you can be like yeah I saw that too like you (laughs) you had the range where you weren't I don't think we would have been able to be friends otherwise like because I think People be like, oh, wow, y'all so different. It's like, not really. We both were very much tapped into the culture, like the black culture, watching 106 and Park every day. Yes, looking at BT, uh, watching Rap City. Like, I just was. I loved Rap City. I was into it. Like, I was into what everybody was doing. Every episode of MTV Cribs, it was a black person. I don't care if it's an athlete, I don't need to pay no attention to. I wanna see it. Like, I wanna know how black people live. Um, so what is your favorite part of the culture? My favorite part, what I would have to say, especially with social media, is the sense of humor that Black people have. It is so, it can be like the most wildly inappropriate thing. The Black people always going to spin it and be like, <laughs> all right, let's bid on this. Like, I don't know, uh, you probably didn't see it, but so something, <laughs> this is so, this is so wild. So a black person on Twitter, there was a, there was a, um, the Southeast Asian people dancing in a club and a black person said something that was definitely not appropriate. Um, and so I don't know, like some people from Southeast Asian Twitter was like cook, like they was going in on black people, but black people still was like, they was like, we fighting for our lives. They was like saying stuff like, <laughs> they was like, damn, they really getting us. Like they, they was like, I ain't seen this, this type of racism since the Jim Crow era. Like they was still making jokes about it. They was like, damn, we getting cooked. Like we losing this. Like, and it just was like, again, wildly inappropriate, <laughs> shouldn't have happened. But black people still was like, instead of being like, you know, writing discourse was like, this is why, you know, other, but like, they was like, you know what, what this person said was wrong and we getting cooked. So 
it is what it is. They was just, everybody just was bitten. And I just learned it about black people, like how we could just literally turn lemons into lemonade. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And like my cousin, so my cousin is black and white, but she spent a lot of her life around like predominantly white people. And she was saying black people are friendlier than white people. Mm -hmm. um, we're just a very friendly culture. Like um, I noticed that every time I see like the people at the front uh, desk, like the the front, like when I'm like driving in, there's like somebody at a certain time to like be like, yeah, come in and stuff like that. I always speak to them. And my cousin was like, you always speak. And I'm like, yeah, of course. When you black and you, you gotta like speak to the real nice old head to come in mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I just think that like uh, at our best, like at our best, the friendliness, the sense of community that has been created between us. Like, you know what it's like when you really go out and it's a black woman who really got your back. Mm -hmm. That safety feels so good because you know that it's a sense of like, no, this person is going to stand by me. Like, cause we are some hell raising people. Like mm -hmm. we're going to do what you're supposed to do by us or we're going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And we're going to stand up for ourselves because it kind of like that resilience you were talking about in the humor. So I just love like our culture, like our friendliness. I feel like when black people are happy and joyful, it is absolutely unmatched. Like if you ever just been at a cookout where everybody's dancing from the youngest family member in the family to the oldest family member of the family, it is absolutely magical, especially, and I'm very fortunate that I have a partying ass family. My dad always say this, like, he'd be like, <laughs> somebody in your family make a decent bowel movement and y'all having a cookout. <laughs> Y'all no, like, don't ever, like, y'all <laughs> always had, find a reason to have a party and to celebrate. But I also feel like when life can be so hard, you do everything in your power to get away from that. Yes, you know, very true. Try to make joy out of it. I love the hair, the beauty. Oh, my gosh. Like, our hairstyles, can't nobody else do them. Literally, you can't do them. Yeah, you're going to love job. our food, too. I know a lot of it right now, and I can't eat <laughs> because of, you know, the whole me being a vegan thing but i have been having a really good time recreating soul food in vegan ways like yes it's comforting and also there's a lot of like black owned vegan places so popping many. up now so that's exciting that's another thing something about being nice so like when i was in baltimore there um we went to this vegan place called duda and they were so nice like i felt like they knew me and like they was like the way they was making my platter was saying like oh like you want I put a little extra on here for you like hook you up like and I'm just like these people don't they don't even know me like and I just like I felt so like I felt like at home because I was like so overwhelmed with like ordering because I'm like oh my gosh this vegan so food like I'm not home like I feel like I gotta get everything but I know I get full like ah but yeah um I just Beautiful. felt. Yeah, I just love that so much. Like the, uh, what is it, camaraderie? I love that. One time I had to like, you know, without going too deep into my business, I had to be on the phone with somebody because I lost my job and I didn't have any income coming in. So it was something as far as like benefits, you know, was concerned. And the lady called me and was asking me all these questions. I didn't have the paperwork. And I just was real with her. Like, look, girl, I didn't actually end this job on a really good, you know, note. And I started telling her the story. She's like, what? That, so they did that. What? She said, so let me tell you, when I first got my job for the state, 
<laughs> She's like, it took me so long to get my first check. And I had, you still got to get bus fare. You still got to get money for, you know, your lunch. She said, I was borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. So I'm like that type of realness that I just felt from her voice and her, how she asked to speak to me. I'm like, this is somebody I feel comfortable with just telling her what the real deal is. And she told me what the real deal was. I was like, look, I tell you what, we're going to make it happen for you. And she, you know, she got me together. But that type of like, just honesty, banter and like, girl, I feel you. I've been the same place. I got your back. It feels so good when you can like, I hate to say it, when you can meet another sister. It's just like, you get me. Like, you really get what's, what I'm up against right now. And thank you for allowing me to lean on you. And I know you don't expect nothing from me on an individual basis back. Like, I feel like when we help each other, we just be like, no, I feel good knowing I got your back because I've been there before and I wish somebody mm-hmm. had my back. So I guess, like, specifically the sisterhood. Like, I love black women. I just can't even... Like, I think that's something we both have in common. Like, we just love black women. I want to see black women win. That's my soft spot. Yep, that is my same, absolute soft spot. Same. Like, I just I, I just feel like there are so... You talk about people who just constantly are getting ragged on, but just continue to keep turning shit around. Please. Yeah, I want them to win. My girls. My girls. I love you guys. <laughs> Hence, Black Girl Brunch. Um, So we talked a little bit about why we are proud, but like, you know, let's just end with some final thoughts of like why we're proud and why other people should be proud too. I feel like being, I don't know why I did that. Being proud of who you are is really, I feel like one of the keys to feeling free. Like, I just feel so free, so comfortable in that aspect. Like, even if, like, for instance, um, you know, I like somebody and, like, they might not be privy to black. They might not be attracted to me because I'm a black woman. And my mind, that's their fault. <laughs> like, Period. that is not on me. I am so excited to be who I am. Um, and since I've been taking, like, since I have, like, at this point, I'm at a delusional level of pride in my blackness. I feel like that is one last thing I have to worry about. And it feels like a sense of like a weight being lifted off of my shoulders. For sure. For sure. I agree with everything you said. And I feel like being black is a gift. It's my superpower at this point. I feel like it has put me in a position, you know, and it always it hasn't always felt great. It has put me in a position to have to understand everybody's perspective mm-hmm. um, while simultaneously understanding my own. And that makes you into like a, a super person. It makes you so empathetic. It makes you be able to understand like different people's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because the world is just starting to listen to black people, our black stories, like our our potential and stuff like that, like all the world has done is made us like superhuman when it comes to being a hustler, but super creative. And now people are finally about to hear our ideas and stuff like that. Like as we continue to, to just push forward, when you really look at Hollywood, when you look at like the stories and stuff, people, yeah, they're sure there's more black content, but it's still, like it's just not enough in my mm-hmm. Jadakiss voice. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just not enough. We can and do more. What, what will it look like now? And this is why I'm so happy that things like Squid Games and like uh, 
yeah, like Squid Games, and I can't think of anything else right now. Oh, like Squid Games, Candyman, uh, Black Panther, all of these things are breaking records because the idea for so long has been that, you know, let's not fund these projects because, you know, pe globally, people are not going to want to see these stories. They're not going to want to see, they're only going to want to see white people from a global perspective. And now we see, number one, that's not true. And number two, niche marketing works like why do you need to make <laughs> a film for the whole world like why isn't it considered a success when you make it for black people why mm -hmm. isn't a, a film about you know latinx culture considered a success when people in a latinx community love it like that's what used to happen i hate to be one of those people but in the 90s that's what happened like mm -hmm. so food. all these great black movies came out because they were being made for black people they were not being made to educate white people on black people so i feel like what i'm most proud of now is um how hard we've worked and what's to come like that's what i'm mostly proud mm -hmm. of same keep on moving guys just keep pushing forward keep on moving on keep i'm gonna listen to that moving. once we get off of here <laughs> i know you definitely are love that song all right, guys, that's it for this week's show. We appreciate all of you for the ideas. We're definitely going to be using some of the suggestions yeah. um, shared on social media with us about like what segments of topics we can talk about. And we'll definitely be on top of that. We appreciate it. So make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can hit us up in the email, listener letters, sponsorship opportunities, or say you just want to say hello. BlackGirlBrunch at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Mate, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Mate. Sabrina, and you can find me on Instagram at It's Frankenstein and on Twitter Frankenstein underscore. Period. So that's it for this week. We love you guys. Bye. Peace.